perfect yay we're on hello facebook happy monday killing it today today was a good day for me i hope it was for you as well got a lot of stuff done um so got some questions five questions i have here about um questions from followers from messages that i get uh about number one questions about limiting patterns and relationships and i welcome you to this 20 or 30 minutes of some um some thoughts and then i also welcome you to uh, say hello in the comments and if you have a question i'd be happy to address that if i can so thanks for watching so the first question is is my and these are these are actually some pretty good ones so i'm excited about some of these and they're different from what normally comes through so i'm excited to kind of dive into these a little bit more um so the first one is my significant other makes me sick I know the feeling been there um so i guess this is more of a statement right than a question or so we could maybe frame it in why does my significant other makes make me sick but uh, i think this is actually a great opportunity to talk about some things that aren't normally talked about when it comes to healing i think a lot of the um you know new not new age but like the healing processes that we see especially like the motivational quotes on instagram and facebook are um, really focused around like our head like our cognitive ability um, our thoughts change our thoughts change our um, um, change our life you know that type of thing um, and what a lot of people don't talk about and what i do in my work and with my clients is a lot of um, reconnection back to self right and many times if we've gone through uh, trauma, if we've gone through abuse, if we've gone through um, depression, anxiety, and after a lot of years of that happening, what tends to happen is that we tend to disconnect from ourselves, um, whether that be in deep disassociation or we're really anxious or we're always busy, we have a lot of projects going on, so we kind of distract ourselves from ourselves. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a self defeating behavior. But a lot, I think what a lot of people don't talk about is the way that those patterns and those behaviors really affect our bodies, right? And it is a very grounding process to reconnect your whole entire system back into ourselves. Because we were born that way, right? Like we were born, as we were babies, we were born with pure awareness. And that tends to, you know, after all of the things that we go through, in our lives sometimes not all the time but sometimes we kind of drift away from that if that makes any sense so i love this question because it really brings up a lot of kind of things to think about like if you're having a sensation where something is making your making you sick like that may be you know in great awareness on this question by the way but that may be a good chance an opportunity to ask like what's going what's going on what's going wrong what's my body actually trying to tell me and a lot of times we tend to ignore these things that our bodies are telling us which is you know dangerous for lack of a better term 
because our bodies are really wired to keep us safe. Like if we go back to way back in the day, caveman days, where there was a lot of unsafety around us then, like the human species, and really our body, and you, you may have heard of like the amygdala, or you may have heard of fight or flight responses. Really, that's where those responses come from, is when, when we had to survive the tiger on the Serengeti, or we had to go hunt and gather for our food in a very dangerous place. And so many times our bodies are the first line of defense, whether that be today, whether that be if we are in physical danger, or if we are in perceived danger, which that's where a lot of the healing comes into play, especially if we're healing from um, multiple dysfunctional patterns, dysfunctional relationships in our lives. It's because our body is not perceiving that we are safe. And this happens, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a hard concept to grasp, but if you feel something, if you're aware enough to understand that you're feeling like something or some situation makes you sick or um, maybe if you feel a tightness in your chest or even the good stuff like butterflies in your stomach or a nervousness, right? Those are all of our body's reactions to what's going on in our lives, which is great because they can tell, it can tell us things. But what we forget, and this is what like I do in my practice, this is what my healing was, it like totally blew my healing out of the water was reconnecting my body, getting to know what my body was trying to tell me, getting to know my body cues, right? And many of, of the women I work with and many of the women that follow me know what women's intuition is. And sometimes, you know, that's the way that our body talks to us. But we are conditioned many times to ignore that or to reason it away, or to, you know, say, oh, it's just this and this and this, or maybe they're having a bad day, or, you know, that kind of thing. So really, what I love about this question, and it just brings me so excitement, so much excitement, because healing is, in short, and if you read, like, my post, it's bringing the unconscious to the conscious. Right. And in so doing, you reconnect all of this stuff that's going on in your head and back to your body. And so why does your significant other makes you sick? I mean, without context, I would I would assume that maybe you feel safe, unsafe in that relationship. You know, if we're going back to prehistoric times, what would the body be telling us then if you were feeling sick. Could it be, oh, maybe this is an unsafe situation, or maybe you shouldn't eat that food because last time you ate it, it made you really, really sick. So it's telling, you know, our body's telling us, no, that's not for you. So I don't really know exactly the context of this question, but if you think of it as like, if you're aware enough to understand like, hey, my body's trying to tell me something here, and maybe the next step would be, what is it? You know, why, why does, 
why does my significant other make me sick? Or what about this situation is making me sick? Why do I feel unsafe? I think that's a great first start. And bringing someone else in the picture, and maybe, you know, I wouldn't say that necessarily for this question that it would be your significant other, but maybe like a therapist or a coach or something like that to help you with those questions, right? Because when you start having that conversation of, instead of ignoring those body cues, like ignoring that or reasoning it away, you really start to become whole in yourself again, which is such a beautiful process. So I hope that that makes sense. So like, if you're listening to this and you're watching this, I would absolutely recommend for you to take a second, if you are recognizing that you feel a certain way and that your body is telling you certain things, to inquire, to be like, first step is awareness that the second step is kind of like curiosity. So just to, to inquire, like, what's going on? Why do I feel unsafe? What is my body trying to tell me right now? I think those are great first steps. And like I said, bringing someone in to help you interpret those things, I think would help as well if that's something that you're open to. Um, this next one is, uh, how do I stop history from repeating itself? It's a perfect explanation for a pattern right there. Um, so this is a hard one, right? Like patterns and, you know, I focus all of my work and almost all of like my outward teaching and, um, you know, even here and on my posts on Instagram and Facebook about patterns, right? Patterns are tough because I think that we have been trained as a society to want quick and instant results. But if you think about patterns, that's not how patterns emerge, right? Patterns emerge by repetition, right? Mostly it's just repetition, repetition, like whether that be good or bad patterns, quote unquote, good or bad, healthy, unhealthy, Patterns are, again, things that are happening repeatedly, okay? And it's hard, I think, in our present day world to understand that concept. So I think it's important because the same theme applies to getting better, right? Like, and so I... The reason I feel like it's important for, the, for me to talk about this is how do I stop history from repeating itself is not just a one-word answer, and it's not just a one-word solution. I think that everyone has their own healing journey and healing path. I think there are some similarities, you know, from what I've done, what I do with my clients, for example, um, my teachers, my mentors. But I think it's important just to put it out there that there will be no easy answer for you. And if you're looking for an easy and cheap answer, sorry, you know, if that's triggering, but if you're looking for an easy, quick or cheap answer, then that is what you're gonna get. Hard truth. So I'm gonna let that sit for a minute. And I know the pain of watching you do the same thing over and over again of, you know, being mad at yourself by um, the same patterns happening again and again, 
You know, a lot of uh, the women I work with, they basically have four or five different patterns that they keep seeing, you know, um, getting together with the same type of man over and over again, not being seen and heard in relationships, procrastinating on something that they feel really passionate about. You know, there are a few, I call them out um, pretty often on my page. And if you want, you know, if you want to kind of get more detail as far as uh, those four different categories or five different categories that I um, focus on, feel free to message me and I'll send it to you. But regarding this question, how do I stop history from repeating itself? It takes a lot. So keeping in mind that I'm assuming you want the answer to, he this person wants the answer to heal. You know, like heal, 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 heal. <laughs> you know, heal from those years and years and years of those unhealthy patterns happening in your life. Um, my kind of super secret healing recipe, not so su super secret, but what I've, I talk about all the time on my page is that, again, time and repetition. So realizing that it's going to take time to rewire, repattern, reframe everything about your life, about, you know, history, right? And again, what does history mean? Generations, decades of um, you seeing these patterns in your family? Sure. But I am here to say that those can be broken. They can be rewired. And, you know, I'm proud that I've done that. I'm proud I do that, that I do that with my clients. Um, so time and repetition. It's going to take time. And it's going to take repeated instances of many things, like depending on exactly what it is that you want to work on. But it's going to take just like you're training for a sport or if you, you know, like, let's do an exercise. So think of one thing that you are really, really proud that you accomplished. Could be anything. It could be um, sports. It could be um uh, getting a, a, a job that you have been going after. It could be, you know, throw them out there in the comments. But if you can think of one thing that you were very proud of achieving and accomplishing, what did it take to get there? And more than likely, it didn't take just one thing happening out of luck. Either like you may have been putting yourself in situation after situation of trying to get that job or you were networking or, you know, it could be anything. But what I'm trying to say is that what people, especially with healing, like healing is, oh man, it's such like a, it's such a coveted place to be. And people really want to be in that place really badly. And I know this because of all the messages that I get on Facebook and Instagram. I know that people want that but you have to realize that you have to do the work to get there just like you've had to do the work in other parts of your life as well so I hope that helps so time and repetition a little bit of courage a little bit of courage just to take a little step just to take a little step it feels like this it feels like a really massive step but just that little step. Consistency. So again, think back to that time 
when you accomplished that one thing, how consistent were you in trying to get there? My guess is pretty consistent. And then also takes, this is the, the, the like magic, the elixir is the support. Think again to that thing that you accomplished to get to that one thing you were very proud of. Did you have mentorship around you? Did you have someone supporting you? What did that look like? And that same recipe or close applies to healing. So there is no, you know, this person that asks, how do I stop history from repeating itself? There is no like blanket answer. You know, I would be doing you a disservice if I kind of like, you know, said, take this pill and everything will be okay. But number one, it is possible. And number two, almost the same kind of paradigm applies to healing as it does in other, other areas and accomplishments in our lives. But it is scary. <laughs> it is very scary. And that's where courage comes in. So I hope that helps. Third question here. How do I attract loving relationships? Oh, I love this question. I love how, how and what questions. They get me excited because it really makes me think that people are really ready to turn the corner. And I'm going to throw a cliche out here on this, on this one. Many times what we want outside of ourselves, we have to want inside of ourselves. So if we're seeing patterns come up in our lives that we're not attracting the loving relationships that we desire or the loving relationships that we deserve, that we know that we're right for, but for some reason are, we can't get our lives to follow in line, many times we have to look at ourselves inside. And I think if, if any of these kind of questions kind of come up for you, my invitation would be to look at it in a way of inside out instead of outside in. And if you can reframe it that way, and if you can look at things that you do from an inside out perspective, meaning what do I need to do for myself you know, you, we all know, like the cliche part of this is we all know that you have to love, you know, and it's true. You have to love yourself before someone else can love you. And I completely agree with that, right? Completely agree. But there's no easy answer. How do I attract loving relationships? There are likely some very deep core unhealed wounds that you carry you we all of us no i there is no one i don't think you know don't quote me on this but i don't think there's anyone ever no matter how guru or how perfect they appear on the outside or 
um, how spiritually enlightened that they are that do not have any core wounds. Okay. But the difference is, is our relationships to those core wounds. So do those core wounds drive us to attract unhealthy people in our lives? Yes. <laughs> I'll answer that. Yes. So the short answer is we have to heal that, that unhealed part of ourselves. You know, there's a lot of literature out there on social media about abandonment, um, about uh, attachment styles, which are, which are important. And I do think that those are awesome um, subjects to look at, right, to be aware of. But I do like healing is a next level, next level deeper. That's the core of the onion. It's the core of, of what is directing our lives, literally. And that's why some people like try a lot of things, like try a lot of healing, try a lot of therapy, even, you know, I'm a coach, but even try, you know, a lot of coach coaches and maybe can't, don't touch on that level of deep wounding. And it sounds scary. Let me just say that the word deep is very scary. I know. But if you think of it as core, right, there's a core part of ourselves that is used to be driven by purpose and love. And I think that most people feel that like, if you feel like that you're made for something better, if you feel like you have something greater inside and the light that you're living right now, it's not it, right? That is like, that's a core part of you that is trying to heal. But the problem is, is that our, like the stuff that has happened to us in the past is louder. And really, again, it's our relationships, our relationships to those core emotional wounds, those unhealed wounds that help us heal. I think one of the things that I love about what I do, and mind you, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I, um, there's, I have a therapist on my team. One of the great things I feel like about coaching is that it's future focused. It's goal focused. While it is important to note these harmful things that have happened to us and maybe even things that have been done to us, it's not as important as what is our relationship to how that is affecting us today? What is our relationship to how that is holding us back to the love and the life that we desire? And that's the juice. And if it's, if that sounds scary, it should be, but that's where the courageous part comes in the equation. And no one can, no one can make that decision for you. Like for me personally, and I write about this a lot, so I'll share this here. Um, I healed by myself for a long, 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 long time. And then I was noticing the same patterns really popping up in my life. And it was frustrating because I know, I knew that how I had come so far, I knew how far that I had come. 
but it, what really happened was I hadn't touched, at least I hadn't touched in say, like a safe container, those core wounds that needed healing. And if you think of like your favorite, maybe, I don't know, but if I think of like my, you know, your, the favorite people that kind of overcome adversity, like Oprah comes to mind for me. The reason I feel like that people like her are so so like successful and um, success is kind of like a trigger word sort of, but um, just that's someone who just seems so at peace, right? Like she's done the work. Those people are rare because they were able to take the next courageous step because they realized, I feel like that that equation, that they realized that that equation was for them. And that's, but that's why people aspire to be like them. So only you can know. If that helps. So next one is, why can't I make friends like other people? Ooh, I would want to talk more about this person. I was actually thinking of doing like, um, I don't know, well, I'll play around with it, but maybe doing some um, flash coaching live streaming at some point. If that sounds interesting to you, I would love to hear in the comments. Um, but I have so many questions about this question, so this is gonna be a hard one for me, I think. Why can't I make friends like other people? Hmm. I think I hear most in this question a lot of comparison, which is a very outside-in focused, like outside-in paradigm. I just have so many questions. Um, you know, at its kind of basic, I would say that a lot of things that I would say would be similar to the last question that we chatted about. How do I attract loving relationships? Why can't I make friends like other people? And yeah, let me, I mean, comparison, right? <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> so we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we got celebrities, we got magazines, we have commercials. And this is, this is men and women. We are just swimming in a cesspool of comparison. I feel that. There's just there is no way to know, first of all. I think we, you know, in this culture of um, instant gratification, we think that we know, we think that what we see is a 100% accurate. Um, and I think, you know, this, that actually, you know, brings up an interesting point in my head, which is when we're kind of 
let's say, quote unquote, unhealthy, like when we're in an unhealthy place, it's very easy to live in a black and white world. I know that I've been there. I can see how comparison is, you know, um, a manifestation of living in that black and white world, like in a, in a world where everything is either good or bad, or I suck or I don't. I'm really pretty or I'm ugly or, you know, there's so many different black and, or black and white kind of themes that you can see out there. And what I think one of the most beautiful things about healing myself and then helping other people heal is that we get to redefine what all of that means in our lives. Like literally we get to redefine what's important to us, who we want to spend our time with. And then what we come to realize is a lot of that stuff, like that comparison was just a lie. So I, you know, I think I'll just leave it there for now and like, you know, give you all a minute to ponder and think about this, right? Like if you're seeing other people out there that you, you think that you want what they have, you know, have a look at that. Is that really true? Is that really what you want? Um, yeah. And I think this question, it's a lot, you know, the, the same kind of the same theme, which is, we have to heal ourselves. If, if we want things to show up for us in a, in a different way in our lives, we have to heal ourselves. We have to. And I'm saying we like, you know, I guess, you know, it, it could be a little bit triggering the way that like my, my, the way I'm expressing this, but I say we, because I walk the walk. I'm, you know, I will always be on that journey. I, there's no end to the healing journey, in my opinion. There's only next level. And if that's like, if you, if you want to feel seen and heard, whether that be in romantic relationships or friendship relationships, you have to feel seen and heard within yourself. Screaming it from the rooftops. And it's more than just like acts of self-love. It's like, Yo, self, I love you. What do you need? How can I help you? And more, of course. All right, last question. If you have any questions, put them in the comments. I'll be happy to look over them. Last question is, why am I uncomfortable expressing my true feelings to others? Woo, doozy doozy on this one and I love it why am I uncomfortable expressing my true feelings to others it's a dope question um there could be a couple things coming up a couple things are coming up for me when I'm reading this question one is just another question which is are your true feelings your true feelings? And I ask that 
because sometimes this happened for me and it happens for a lot of others I think too is that I didn't even know what my true feelings were if I'm honest I was so gone from myself so disconnected from myself so disassociated from myself and my life I there was I was uh, so emotionally immature spiritually immature I was never taught really those things I think that I was just kind of um, quieted a lot and there's a lot of uh, there I saw a good Instagram post about this today maybe I'll find it and put it in the comments but um, I think that I was just again and again when I was little my what I wanted to say wasn't heard or I had to be quiet I think being a good girl was being quiet and so that's how I learned and but what that turned into is a way like of cutting off emotionally and again this is a pattern like this is time and time again of this happening and I'm not saying this um, let me just say that that this may seem like an outside-in thing but really this is coming from a place of awareness and not blame so I want to put that out there because I think it's important um, but I it took me years like almost decades to re start to reintroduce myself back to myself like I didn't not only did I not know how to express them I didn't know how to feel feelings and emotions because I was in such a shutdown mode of survival for most of my life so if that's the case message me <laughs> no but seriously find some support Because I know how it feels to be spiritually and emotionally um, destitute, I guess is the word. And it's kind of a hard word, but um, it doesn't feel good. Hey, Ellen. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. So good. So I think, you know, this kind of brings up a few things for me. Why am I uncomfortable expressing my true feelings to others? Are you sure your true feelings are your true feelings? You know, I can remember many, many times in my life where I felt excited about something, but I don't think that it was my excitement. I think it was other, I don't know, I think it was, oh man, so deep, but I think it was maybe like society was supposed to be excited for me or my parents um, because of accolades or my appearance. Um, you know, and in that way, I guess I kind of get like gaslighted myself. <laughs> so something to think about and a good practice for that, if you're not sure, the, the one of the first things that I did and I continue to do to, to this day is journaling and journaling, um, pen to paper, don't lift up your pen, your pen or pencil, um, just free flow. And if you can't think of anything to write, like I had a lot of big blocks um, when I first started journaling, like years and years and years ago. And um, my recommendation is, this, is write like, I am writing, I am writing, I am writing, I am writing. And just keep that pen down and 
it'll start flowing. And if it doesn't start flowing for you that day, it's okay. You're not broken. Pick it up and try it again. Again, repetition. Um, so that, that's kind of what came up with me on the true feelings part. And why am I uncomfortable expressing my true feelings to others? If you know what your true feelings are, which is kind of the first thing that came up for me, the second thing is like, are you comfortable expressing your true feelings to yourself? And that, you know, that's, you know, again, very hard to do. I can't say, you know, find, bring somebody in your life that is a professional at doing this, right? Because if you are uncomfortable expressing your true feelings to yourself and they are your true feelings and there are probably very deep parts of you that are, uh, that feel unsafe in those expressions, which it should never be the case, ever. But if you were like me or you had some abuse or trauma in your life, likely your true feelings were either denied, quieted, hushed, shamed, maybe even feared by other people in your life. And so that probably like, you know, kind of transferred to you as well. So I think, again, like the inside out thinking is, are you uncomfortable or expressing your true feelings to yourself? And if you are, great time to relearn that pattern. Great time to feel safe within yourself, feeling what you feel, because what you feel is valid. I get super excited about this part <laughs> because what you feel is valid. What you feel is not wrong. What you feel and what you want to say needs to be heard. And in order to do that, you need to hear that yourself. Hope that helps. Um, well, speaking of, I do have one spot available. I posted on this um, today on my feed. Uh, if you are looking for support, and if it's not me, that's fine. Therapy, coach, really the healing elixir in all of this is to bring someone safe that is trained to do this in your life to help you reconnect you back to yourself. Like all this tonight, and I love these questions. These are dope tonight. All of these questions are about inside. How do I heal those deep wounds? Right? You need, um, I don't want to be preaching at you, but I feel that having that type of support in your life is monumental. It has been for me. I now have like, shoot, I have like five or so. <laughs> different people on my support squad and I'm literally at a, a level that I would never have ever imagined. I used to be very depressed, anxious, anxiety. 
um, the, the growth that I've seen after gathering these people around me has been, it expedited my healing probably, I don't even know, but it's, it's a lot. Cause I healed alone. I think I mentioned earlier, I healed alone for a long, 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 long time. And then I finally just hit a wall and I knew that I needed help, but I wanted to offer that to you. If you're seeing patterns come up that you want to heal, not that you want to, it's not like a symptom that you want a one word answer for, or you want a magic pill, but if you really want to heal and be aligned and in love with yourself and bring those people that love you and surround you with that same love that you feel inside, I would love to help you do that. It makes me so honored to offer that, honestly, and I get kind of teary-eyed. So, it's been real. And message me if you want to chat. You can set up a chat for 45 minutes, of, um, no fee on the first discovery call. Um, but I really appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. See you later.